Are those places in which calm rationale wins the day, Daniel? We got your offseason right here. It's like he didn't understand the rules of football. To, like, animate him, you know, with, like, the catchphrase, like a Teddy Ruxpin doll. Try to find the military unit responsible for getting him up in that bird's nest, okay? With a flask in his hand. We did. It's first-degree murder every dang night when Chip Carey assaults my eardrums. It escalated. We went to we went to Aaron Hernandez quick on that one. We didn't even wait around. Welcome to Talking Dogs. I'm Clint. And I'm Daniel. And we're two guys who love UGA sports. One of us is from the South. And one of us is from the West Coast. One of us is a lifelong Georgia fan. One is a more recent convert. But we both share a borderline obsessive, often ridiculous desire to see UGA succeed just like you do. This podcast is a place to talk about the dogs the way you would at a tailgate, in your backyard, or over a drink with your friends. Are we insiders? Nah. Do we have lofty recruiting connections? Nope. We are just two guys who love talking about the dogs. So let's talk. Hello and welcome to episode 68 of the Talking Dogs podcast. I'm Daniel. And I'm Clint. We are back uh, for another pre-recorded episode. Uh, We apologize in advance for how uh, much we are missing in terms of newsworthy items. What if we come uh, back, Daniel, and just nothing has happened? Gosh, that'll be the greatest thing I've ever, I've ever experienced yep. in my life. Gosh, every off season, you're just you're just constantly holding your breath, waiting for the Athens police reports to come streaming in. Which, by the way, shout out to the Athens Clark County Police Department, who's so good at mm. ruining my life. Uh, when when people are getting arrested and dragged off to jail for getting in a verbal altercation outside of a bar, which I'm not sure if you've ever been outside of a bar or been in Are those college. places in which calm rationale wins the day, Daniel? I don't, I don't think so, but every time I've gotten into a verbal altercation outside of a bar, I haven't been dragged to, I haven't been put behind bars for the night. But apparently, if you're a UGA football player, that's, that is the fate that surely awaits you. But yes. hopefully none of that has happened, and we don't have to worry about that. Regardless, uh, we're here. We appreciate you listening, tuning in. This is now, this is week three. We're in mm-hmm. week three of two episodes per week. And Say something. We're here. We're still here. Say something. That's just... We got your off season right here. Uh, <laughs> this is our intended schedule from this point forward. So, um, uh, a little bit shorter episodes uh, on yeah. Monday. We will get back to the newsworthy items that we did miss that we do need to cover. We will, I'm sure Clint will have spent uh, his vacation reading about what some idiots are saying about UGA. We'll have lots to discuss. Bleacher uh, Report just goes on Wi-Fi, Daniel. Wi-Fi is everywhere, all right? It's everywhere. Uh, and so we will, we'll have lots to discuss on Monday. Hope you'll join us for that. Um, you can leave us a rating or a review on Apple Podcasts. or uh, that, would, that would greatly help us out, help more people find the show. Uh, and, yeah, we've got, some, we've got lots more stuff planned through the offseason leading up to the 2019 season, which will be 
the greatest uh-huh. ever in the history of the University of Georgia. Uh, so, what do we got for the people today, Clint? Today, Daniel, we have ourselves back with a, uh, a power rankings. And this power ranking, Daniel, my goodness, I got really excited because I misunderstood the first prompt of power ranking. And so it was a pretty tame, all things considered. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we're gonna we're gonna power rank the worst sports announcers, the worst sports announcers of any sport, Daniel. Not just the SEC, not just college football. Sports announcers who the, are the worst? The, who are the worst of the worst. And that's the, this is the way power ranking should work. When we when we let you in on the category, you we want your head to immediately begin to be filled with with people and names yeah we want your mind filled with just just ravished with thought of how many preposterous and ridiculous options you have that's what so we're this trying is to this is worst sports announcers of any sport of all time correct and so the to say the choices are endless was is probably even an understatement that's it really because... is now look i don't know who the worst soccer announcer is i have no idea uh, we they that sp- probably won't make our list. They speak Spanish, so it doesn't even matter. Like we can't. I even can't understand, understand what they're saying. All no. we get is I do the, know. All we get is the goal at the end. You know, yeah, like, that's and, that, all. and that's all. I understand when something big has gone through yeah. past the goalkeeper into the net. I know when that happens. Uh, no, and there's that one cat. What's his name? He came on for uh, World Cup. The guy who always tries to dress so fancy at ESPN and tried to mock Colin, Colin Calvert. I forget his name. He's just yeah. annoying. A little are soccer. You, are you talking about Barry Melrose? Because that's hockey. No. That's <laughs> the lounge with Barry is fantastic. All right. Uh, no, so we're going to do power rankings of worst sports announcers. We're then going to get into a would you rather. And Daniel, mm-hmm. I'm going to ask you some would you rather. You're going to ask me some would you rather. And we're going to we're going to force you to make some hard decisions in life some involving tough some UGA. Yeah. Sometimes you got to make some uh, tough and, choices. And I. Teased this last episode, but it may or may not involve all-you-can-eat ribs. So wow, oh. an all-you-can-eat rib buffet may or may not make an appearance on the show today. We we're just gonna keep waiting until 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 it, it does. All right, let's jump into the power rankings though first, and yeah, um, man, there are so many choices. How do you want to do this? Do you want to go back and forth, or do you want to list them? You wouldn't list them all. all let's go back and time. forth. Let's right. let's switch it up. Let's go back and forth. I feel like that's. I feel like with something like this, that's going to be the the ones. Uh-huh. I I think that the number one on my list is going to be one we agree on. So I'm going to go ahead and get it out of the way because in okay. my mind, now listener, you may disagree. In which case, whew, we have nothing to say to each other. We have absolutely nothing to to say to each other because in my mind, this is the Herschel Walker. <laughs> of of worst sports announcers of all time. And it is your boy, Vern Lundquist. There it is. Vern Lundquist is a train wreck with a microphone in front of him. Uh, for the last 20 years of his career... It's being generous, but yeah. He, he had no idea what was happening on the field. In front I was actually going to ask you, do you think he just magooed that thing where literally past the the open 
window of the press box, he could not see. It was like just kind of guessing based on the reaction of everybody. Like, I, I think this is happening. Yeah. I hope this is happening. He wrote out, scripted out what he was going to say before the game started, and it was dumb. But then once the game started, it's like he didn't understand the rules of football. No. Nor did he understand which team was which. Nor did he seem to care about either of those things, Daniel. It wasn't a priority for him to learn those things. No. No. He would just... Yeah. It takes a lot. I'll just say this. It takes a lot. And we're now seeing this now two years removed from Vern Lundquist. It takes a lot to make Gary Danielson look good. Okay? Doesn't it? Like, a lot. But week in and week out... Vern Lundquist used to make Gary Danielson look smart. Used to make Mm -hmm. him look like a person who had coherent opinions about football because Vern would be busy just talking about something that happened six plays ago and and how the forward pass has really changed the game of football and then he would give that ha-ha just to cap his point. Uh... It's like yeah. he had this no, it bank was... of catchphrases, but he wasn't like a steward. And somebody behind him would like would like tap him in a certain spot to like animate him, Correct. you know, with like the catchphrase, like a he... Teddy Rugspin doll. Correct. There's not the only similarity between him and a Teddy Rugspin doll, to be fair, but <laughs> that is one similarity. Yeah, there's not, look, um, the the second weekend in April is a hallowed, we might get to this at some point, mm-hmm. uh, and talk about greatest sporting events of the year. Oh, we will. But we'll the, sec- the second weekend in April is a hallowed weekend. And if you know me at all, you know that everything in my life shuts down for Masters weekend. But to this day, should. my least favorite hole at Augusta National, and my least favorite moment of every Masters is when, on Sunday, the leaders arrive at 16. Beautiful par 3 over the water. Water on the left, they usually have that traditional Sunday pin placement where you can feed it up on the hill and it'll roll down, and sometimes you you get some really exciting... Some really exciting moments up on... And then somebody blocks it right, and they're up on the top of the green and having to chip down the hill. But the hole's ruined, Clint, because they plop Vern up into that tower, which God only knows how he gets in that tower. Is there an elevator? I don't see a way for there to be one. You guys think the true story of how we took out Osama bin Laden is is classified? Try to find the military unit responsible for getting him up in that bird's nest, okay? (laughs) Because that's a national secret. That, uh, if they revealed those secrets, uh, yeah, there'd be some, some serious serious security issues in our country. Yeah, Vern Lundquist, to me, again, he's the no-brainer. He's the worst of the worst. He's the absolute, I rejoiced the day CBS finally pulled the plug on him for college football because he is the easiest way to ruin a great game. Yeah, it really, really is. Um, number one for me, without a doubt, Vern Lundquist as well. 
it's not even there's nothing else that ruins it more uh, to me and you're right I feel like he never gets out of by football season he's still on golf course mentality masters yeah. week mentality where he wants to say and back to 14 you know in, in the middle of a game it's like back to you and Jim. back tonight back to you and he's like no you, no Vern it's there's still there's still game happening see the guy with you, the ball, buddy. he's running you should probably talk about it. Um, he's he's number one for sure. Number two for me, Daniel, my second. Uh, I feel bad for this guy. I really do because I think I think he was put as a pet project. I think he was put to pull in a certain demographic of the NFL okay. fans. Okay. Uh, and they plopped him down on the back of an end zone and they made him walk from back of end zone to back of end zone when walking is not this man's skill. It's like not, they're, it's not in the repertoire of his. It's not. Tony Saragusa should not be anywhere near the goose. The, the, the goose is on the list. He's my second worst because they would like try to cut down to him in the back of the end zone, and he'd just be panting over there eating a eating a hoagie, you know, just like full sweat, just an absolute lather. Sweating through the shirt, sweating through the jacket. He's, he's, he's doing one of these where he's pulling the middle of the shirt and just fanning it on himself 24-7. And he's kind of rocking from side to side, hoping a breeze would hit him in down in Philadelphia in he's the rocking, middle of... He's rocking from side to side because he's about to pass out. That's a sway. That's not an intentional rock. That is, that is a man who's just locked his knees for too long and... He going down for the count soon, y'all, is what, about, is what that is. We are about to register something on the Richter scale here because oh this man's going to go down. Tony Saragusa, interesting choice. Didn't even didn't even make my consideration. Let me ask you no. this, Clint, because you have him listed on your power ranks as the second worst broadcaster any sport at any time. Correct. I don't even know that he's the worst former player sideline oh. reporter in the NFL. Well. Well, that's that's fair too, Daniel. I I think what annoys me most about Tony Saragusa, uh, the goose in the back of the end zone, is the time it took away. Back when I watched the NFL, time it took away from the actual game. It felt like they were on him for thirty seconds as a t- at, at each time. And there's mm-hmm. plays happening. You could hear the whistles. You can hear yeah. players running. You could hear tackling being done, and they yeah. just wouldn't get off of him. And his analogies and his stories were so pedestrian uh it just infuriated me so so it could have been somebody else but just the the fact that tony saragusa in the back of the end zone going down from the booth it was almost like uh, chris collinsworth needed a moment to like i i don't know read up on what football is on football for dummies real quick he needed the 30 seconds to catch his understanding to ask his assistant what was happening um but tony saragusa cracks my list daniel uh how about how about the his, this guy's not on my list? But how about the crane multiple oh, TV gosh. setup that they put old Booger in? Booger McFarlane. Uh, By the way, they upgraded Booger. Uh, he's now in the booth for uh, this they, year. This they graduated year. from they graduated from four hundred pound dude roaming the sidelines to now they got three hundred fifty pound dude in a literal crane with seven TVs <laughs> surrounding him and just an old jug to take a leak in when he needs to go to the bathroom. I don't know what homeboys doing but no i i totally agree with you and this is not related to the list but biggest single biggest pet peeve watching sports on tv is when they show some anything other than the game when the game is happening when the game's not happening fine 
but just don't that's the single uh most frequent thing yelled at the television in my house is show the game because yeah. we're we're in the stands and you could hear Jake Fromm calling out audibles correct through the field mic and i want to see the formation <laughs> i don't want to see no offense darren swift again in the stands I would rather he, he see. He said, the, by the way, he said no offense. Don't the, worry. He said no offense. I'd rather see the football game. Number two on my list, and this is the only guy that could possibly give Vern a run for his money on my list. Uh, he's now an NFL play by play guy. But this goes all the way back to his. Uh, to when he was a CBS employee. He now works for Fox, mm-hmm. but back when he worked mm-hmm. for CBS. Uh, the frequent March Madness play-by-play voice of Gus Johnson mm-hmm. to me is the is the stone-cold lock for number two on my list. Gus Johnson with the single most annoying demeanor of mm. any announcer to ever grace the airwaves. This is the kid at the at the playground who stands on the side of the court because he's not fit to play mm-hmm. and and just continually talks trash at the people who are playing in the game. Gus Johnson is... he. I'm not saying this is who he is in real life, but it almost has to be. He comes how off, do, how do you as, turn that off you as know? such an arrogant prick yeah. on the microphone that I've never I've never heard of anything when he's calling college basketball games I've never heard an announcer who was neutral no. actively cheer more and it wasn't even one team versus the other team it would just like uh you know somebody would would make a nice move to the rim and it would dunk and Gus Johnson would spend the next 10 minutes talking about the kid's mom that got dunked right. on and how uh and how he got embarrassed and he doesn't deserve to be playing basketball and I I mean I'm telling you it was if you remember it it was unbelievably offensive the way that he would call games and then the screaming to me oh gosh if you have to scream as an announcer you're not doing your job right Nope. I don't need to hear you ripping the buttons on your shirt as a as a key play in the game is happening. Okay, mm, you can no. you want to speak with emotion? That's fantastic. But I don't need I don't need the screaming, the just the abject uh shouting into the microphone. And that's all that's Gus Johnson's only move. Yep. So he comes 100%. in at number two on my list. I cannot listen to him. I turn it off immediately. Uh, the fact that he's paired with Joel Klatt in the booth at Fox right now when they do like those two days a year that they do college football games and try to act like they yeah. know what in the world they're talking about, like for the Cotton Bowl or whatever, because yeah. they, they bought the rights to the Cotton Bowl in 1942, and Fox Media still owns them to this day apparently. And so they Somehow. throw... They throw Gus Johnson and Joel Klatt. I mean, you want to talk about a dream team. They can give Vern and Gary a run for their money. Those two retards just uh, unbelievably, 
unbelievably ridiculous to listen absurd. to them talk. Yeah. Absurd. Uh, Daniel, I'm going to go, I'm going to stay football. I'm going to stay NFL. Um, but if you have ever endured any amount of a game where Chris Collinsworth has to analyze mm. any... I, want, I wondered if he was going to come back. Oh, he's coming back. Chris Collinsworth and I. Chris Collinsworth, um, if, uh, if we're in a bar somewhere, bro, and you accidentally knock over my beer or bump me on the side, look out because the fuse is going to be short for you. I turn around, I notice you. It's going to be bad. And it's not going to be because you, you bump me inadvertently in the bar. It's, it's all the residual from your stupidity for years and years and years calling games. Chris Collinsworth, uh, another guy. What is, what is it with color commentators literally having no clue what they're talking about and what sport they're watching? Mm-hmm. Apparently, he had an NFL career. But yeah. it, you wouldn't mm-hmm. know it by listening to him. There have been times where Chris has gone to the the telestration. He's popped open the, the window uh, on his tablet, and he's starting to circle plays. And he says, now look over here. And he starts circling the left tackle. He's going to put a good block. And all of a sudden, uh, the left tackle isn't the one making the good block. As a matter of fact, the screen happened to the right side, and it was the center pulling. And Chris... Chris don't care though. Does he stop? Does he make amends? Does he make corrections? No, he doesn't. He doubles down and actually says, but this seal block by this tackle over here, that was the best part. It's like, bro, he, he got up in a stance and he put one hand on the guy because the play was going the opposite direction. Mm -hmm. Uh, Chris Collinsworth literally lost 24 seven during football games and there's no apology. And the NFL Mm -hmm. keeps on rolling him out there to call games. Mm Mm-hmm. I have no idea how it's possible. He's he infuriates me. I have literally watched whole games from the moment go where I have muted it, preemptively muted it, not even waited for him to make a stupid statement. Preemptively, you, you don't have to wait and watch and watch the game in silence because I can't stand it. Three things about Chris Collinsworth. Uh, thing number one. You want to take a guess where, do, where he went to college? I was just going to say, where did he go to college? Uh, let me guess. Let me guess. Uh, it must have been a prestigious, well-respected swamp mm-hmm. of University of Florida. Um, got a son currently on ESPN, Clint. I don't know if you know that. Jack Collinsworth. I, I had no idea that Jack Collinsworth was on the TV uh, at ESPN. So so Jack is somebody who is... Uh, Who's commentating as well, Daniel? Is that what I'm to understand? He's in the he's in the studio. Sunday night countdown. He's on he's on Sunday night countdown. Uh, no, stop. Hold on. Is he doing? Is he currently right now doing NFL Live or is he is he on air currently? Except for season, probably. I don't know. Okay. I don't watch that nonsense. I don't either. But I was flipping through the channels the other day at a doctor's office. They were it was like all in the background, and I ESPN came up, and there was this insanely annoying new kid. That was mm-hmm. up there, and I thought to myself, "I want him gone," and I don't mm-hmm. know why. I, I wanted him gone, but now well, you I probably do. You, you I knew. knew. He, he's a Notre Dame grad, by the way. Uh, oh, gosh. Also, so my last little my last little statement on on Chris Collinsworth, and I just how many years until Chris Collinsworth replaces Matthew McConaughey in the Lincoln commercials? Just is it? It can't be long, right? Like. That's where they that's where Lincoln is going next. They're go, they're it's the next obvious choice. Really, Matthew really McConaughey is. is not long for that role 
because uh, Chris Collinsworth is coming for his job. That's right so true. Oh gosh, that's great. Um, is that the is that the third on your list? Is that uh, that was number three for me. Number three. Uh, Clint, I can't, I can't do, I can't do it. Any, I can't wait any longer. I know we don't often talk about baseball on this podcast. I was so thankful you did this. I was hoping you would because he. I was debating whether to put him on. I I banked on you putting him on. Now listen, there's a lot of ways we could go here if we're going to talk about uh-huh. baseball. Okay? A lot of ways we could go. Joe Buck, I'm looking at uh-huh. you. We could have gone hey, to you. We could have come we didn't. to you, Joe, but we didn't. We didn't. We didn't. We didn't come to you. Joe Morgan, you guys remember when Joe Morgan used to do the World Series with Joe Buck? Somebody with a flask in his hand. <laughs> you mean that sure. when he used to commentate with a flask in his hand? I've never heard it's a game that moves as slowly as baseball. I've never heard anyone not know which team was hitting before in the booth, other than Joe Morgan. <laughs> I mean, I swear to you, multiple games I've watched where he got confused over which was the fielding team and which was the hitting team. It's a former Correct. player, Joe Morgan, but we're not coming for we're not coming for Joe Morgan. No. Uh Tim McCarver. Speaking of old school World Series guys, Tim McCarver, we could have come for you. Tim McCarver. And you would have been justified if you had, Daniel. Would have been justified. But nay. Uh, <clears throat> listeners to the podcast, some of you need to buckle up here for a second because <laughs> I'm gonna hurt your feelings. Okay? Listen, I don't know who you are out there. But I know that there are some of you out there that have just a just an absolute nonsense opinion that is that's contrary to this. Mm-hmm. But Chip Carey is the worst thing that's ever happened to a microphone and a baseball game in the history of the world. If you yeah. are listening to this podcast and you don't know who Chip Carey is, just thank the good Lord above. For the circumstances that have led to your life happening the way that listeners, you can't you can't see right now, but I am standing ovation for Daniel and his choice here. It's the worst. Chip Carey is, um, he's the perfect combination of don't know what he's talking about. Correct. Plus ego. There's another plus in there, Daniel. Ego Mm. plus sexist. Racist well, ranting. Yeah. <laughs> That's that is true. The Joe Simpson leaving the booth is the best thing that ever happened to because Chip doesn't need any help going down a road that's absolute that's absolute nonsense. Uh no, Chip Carey and, and listen, some of you some of you apologists are saying to yourselves right now, but but Daniel, he's a University of Georgia graduate. Don't ever yeah. speak don't ever speak that out loud again. Don't ever say that again. We don't, we don't have to claim all of our graduates. Okay. There's been a lot of dollars put into burying that on the Google search. Okay. UGA has spent a lot of money trying to keep that under wraps. I haven't seen any billboards lately in Gainesville talking about how Aaron Hernandez got his degree. Okay. So, listen, we don't have to publicize every person that uh... we just we just escalated to first degree murder. <laughs> We did. It's first degree murder every dang night when Chip Carey assaults my eardrums with his absolute uninformed, idiotic rantings about uh, baseball. And the problem with baseball announcers 
the reason there's so many of them that could make this list is baseball is such a painfully slow game that the announcers have nothing to do but kill time. They basically yeah. record an episode of this podcast in between pitches. They because do. Because they just have to talk about whatever there is to talk about. And, man, nobody does it worse than Chip Carey. So that's our list. Uh, there's lots of names we didn't even get to. We didn't talk about, uh, Brent, we didn't talk about Brent Musburger and his... Brent Musburger? Him verbally sexually assaulting a young lady in how is he not how is he still roman free for that by the way how is he still he, he works not in, on bail he works in vegas now where that kind of behavior is condoned if not permitted <laughs> permitted uh todd blackledge we didn't uh, talk about taste of the town todd we didn't talk about beth moens beth moens some of you won't forgive us for that but just you'll have to we can only pick three you can only pick three in your the uh, the noon kickoff SEC game uh, down in Mizzou with can already with hear Beth, can already hear can already hear uh, Greg McElroy Greg didn't talk McElroy. about Greg. didn't didn't make it didn't make the cut man is he bad though there's some he's so bad there's some really there's some really awful people. But those are our power rankings. You can feel free to disagree. You can let us know who makes your top three. If you want, reach out to us on Twitter. Uh, all right, Clint, real quick, before we get out of here, let's play yeah. a little game. Would you rather, Daniel? Let's we're do gonna, it. We're going to name two things, and we're gonna, we're gonna, the game is you can only keep one of those two things. All right? Yep. Is that... Here we go, Daniel. I'm going to start I'm us off. I'm ready. Would you rather, option one, it's kind of long, so let me say, would you rather option one, 10 years, so a decade of mediocrity UGA football, sorry, UGA football. Okay. A decade of I was mediocrity. Say, a decade of mediocrity for me is an upgrade. <laughs> this, if we're talking about my personal life. This... Uh, yeah, just, no. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh, snap, I'll take that one. I don't even have to hear option B. Just give me. Give me more than I'm doing right now. Uh, no, we're talking a decade of mediocrity for Uni- University of Georgia football, which would mean, you know, like a 800, uh, 8, 9, 10 win season. Um, Mark Rick. Uh, Mark Rick. Would you rather have a decade of Mark Rick, but I can guarantee you one of those 10 years will involve a national championship. Okay. And you will and you will win the Natty. Okay. 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 Or... I can't guarantee you a natty in a decade. Okay. It could be on the table, but I can't guarantee it. Okay. But you have current UGA football. But you're saying it's possible we could win I'm saying natty. it's possible. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I'm saying it's possible you can win a natty, but there's no guarantee. Things are just um, going to have to play out. Things are going to have to play out. But in 10 years, you have Mark Rick for 10 years, but one of those 10 years, I'm promising you, guaranteed, take it to the bank, Stone Cold Lock National Championship. Uh, man, oh man. All right. Uh, after the 10 years is up, uh-huh. things go back to normal or... Like, there, let's just say, like, there's, after the 10 years is up, there's no mitigating circumstance that would prevent yes. whatever yeah, no... whatever would naturally play out. Correct. After 10 years, they fire Assuming Mark Rick. Assuming we have it. Well, no, no, no. Wait, is Mark Rick actually the coach? 
No, I'm we're just sorry. saying. I'm just okay. using that as the term yeah. for mediocrity. Okay, give me the give me the natty then. Give me the natty. There you go. And then I'll just I'll uh, we'll we'll make it through ten years, and then Kirby can go do his thing. Kirby, what in ten years? What's Kirby going to be? Fifty? Fifty-five? Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. Like it's he's in ten years. Kirby's going to have twenty good years of coaching left. Okay. So you're going to tell me we're going to win a natty in the next ten years. And uh-huh. and he's not and Kirby's not going to do enough to get fired. Correct. Yeah, he's he's exactly he's not, not going. He might he might lose to Mizzou at home. Uh, there might be a close game against Murray. The fan State, base is going to be restless. The fan base Correct. is going to be restless. But he's not going to do enough to get fired. So that means in year eleven, guess what? Guess who's back? Back again. That's that's so that's where that's where we're at. Uh, yep. Give me give me the natty. I cannot. Look, I get, I get it. You're, you're saying to yourself, but Daniel, we're going to win multiple natties in the next 10 years. Uh-huh. Good for you. Good for you, bro. I'm going to go ahead and take my one. That's guaranteed. Give me the guarantee. And, and I'm not going to die in my living room watching a bunch of other ones. Correct. 100%. On to my first, on to my first hypothetical scenario, Clint. That was a good one, by the way. That was a... That's, I like that. I like that. I'm gonna give you two. I'm gonna give you. I'm gonna make it straightforward. It's not a scenario. I'm just gonna give you two names. Okay. And I'm gonna tell you, one of them's off the team. Oh. Okay. Oh no. One of them is no longer wearing the red and black. This this year's team. This current roster. I'm saying as of today, they're gone. Great. Which means that this year and whatever future years they might or might not be on the team. And this goes back to Monday's episode. If you'll recall, I had a follow-up question to our Brian Harry and finishes fourth on the team in in, yeah. in rushing. And uh, as I recall, Clint, you were struggling to uh, to come up with an answer. And so I'm just going to ask you right now: uh, Zamir White and James Cook. One of them's off the team, Clint. You can only keep one of those two dudes. Who you got on the squad? Oh no! Because because my man here is a James Cook. Uh, he's a James Cook fan. Is uh, that is that accurate? I to love say about you, Clint. Love me, James Cook. Like like it's in an unhealthy amount. And Daniel, you yeah. you've made me. Yeah, you've made me put. Well, I'm that just saying all you have test. to all you have to do. Is take a guy who, I mean, it's coming off a knee injury. Who knows, Clint, I even know. what he's going to be. I know. It just so happens that he's a generational talent, I that know. running back, uh, who may or may not ever live up to that billing. Who, not everyone is Nick Chubb. Oh, Clint. my gosh. So it just, you just have to keep one, is all. I. Who are you going to take? James, I love you. Let this Uh-oh. make no reflection of my love for you, James. I think you are electric, but I got to keep... Second, s- second on the team in rushing. You said James Cook was going to be this year. Second I on the team. got to keep Zeus on the roster for the long term. Look, we're losing two. We're losing Swift to the NFL. We're losing Brian Harrion maybe to a, a spot on a team somewhere, but certainly to graduation. We need guys coming back that can tote the rock in a lot of games. 
I would I would have go with old one leg Zamir. I have to say give me Zamir on the team and let him stay there. I have to. Mm. Mm. That's a tough one. It's a tough choice. Wow. To make. Wow. Damn. I applaud your I I applaud your effort. I'm there, Daniel. That was that was a good one. Uh, all right, Daniel. You're at a rib joint. All you can eat rib buffet. All right. I love it so far. Okay. The, the AC. This one. The AC. The AC is on the fritz. Packed, crowded house. You have just as as any rib joint should be. As any rib joint, you have one table to sit at, and it should seat uh, only two. Maybe, maybe just just you really more than anything else, but maybe two normal sized people. It's like one of those high top bar tables, real real small. Real small, real small. Not a lot of elbow room okay. to be jostling around. Uh, eight, like I'm getting the picture. I get the picture. Okay. AC's on the fritz. AC's on the fritz. Place is jam packed. I managed to get a table. It is a tiny table, and it's extra sauce night at the rib joint. They just slathering more sauce on this. Okay. <laughs> Who would you rather sit next to at your all you can eat rib joint? Charlie Weiss. Okay. All or, right. Or Butch Jones. Both of these are such different. These are such different choices to take. Yep. Um. Golly. <laughs> you know what, Clint? If it were just a small table, uh-huh. and the AC were on the fritz, uh-huh. and it was extra crowded, uh-huh. then I would have said, "Give me Charlie. Give me, give me old front butt." Okay, but and and you know he's gonna jostle that table oh. with the fr- when every time he stands up to adjust himself, that front butt's gonna nudge the the table a little bit, and it's gonna go. But it was when you told me it was extra sauce night. That's when you know what I said. I can't. I can't. That's a hard pass on Charlie on extra sauce. You're, night. you're gonna take Butch Jones. Showing you the the cross that was made by the by the the grill lines in the ribs. That see this see this little mm-hmm. cross right here. This is this is a sign that something good's gonna happen to us, Daniel. Mm-hmm. At this at this <laughs> and day. I, and I and I'd say whatever whatever Butch, pass me another rib. Just, <laughs> whatever, man. Just I don't. The thing is, if you're sitting next to Butch Jones all night, you're bound to get it. Really, what it is is I'm thinking about the pod. Yeah, you know, I'm thinking about the there pod. you go. And if I sit next to Bush Jones all night, how many stories am I going to have for the podcast? Just I'm going to be chock full of good of good yarns that I can spin for you, the people. So, so I'd take one for the team, right. and I'd eat my ribs uh, next to Bush Jones. All right. Great choice. And you're just hoping that um, since it's crowded, he pisses somebody else off that's behind you, and they just cold cock him, and you just get to finish your dinner in peace. All right, Clint, here's my next one for you. It's complicated. Okay? Okay. It's com- it's complicated. Choice, here's scenario A. Okay. Okay? There's no setup to this, just the two scenarios. Scenario A. <clears throat> Anthony Edwards backs off of his commitment, and you never get to see him play in a University of Georgia uniform. But 
Tom Crane leads us to two Final Fours and is the coach and is and is pledges himself to never leave the University of Georgia. Two Final Fours, let's say, in the next five years, and ple- and then pledges himself to never leave the University of Georgia. Okay. But in this scenario, your hairline is immediately replaced with Tom Crean's hairline, and that continues for the rest of your life. As Tom Crean's hairline goes, <laughs> so goes yours. So goes your hairline. Okay. <laughs> Choice B. Tom Crean retires immediately from the University of Georgia. <laughs> Anthony Edwards does not back off of his pledge. Anthony Edwards leads us to a national championship this year before going on to the NBA. And uh, and then whoever we hire, you just have to ride out whatever happens at UGA basketball after that. We hired somebody new. We don't know who it is. You just kind of have to roll the dice. But in this scenario, every person in your life from this day forward will believe your name to be Anthony. <laughs> With the exception of your wife and kids. So, okay. so, <laughs> and you're not allowed to legally change your name to Anthony in this scenario. So, you will spend the rest of your so life every time correcting I, people. Every time I go into the DMV and they're like, all right, Mr. Edwards, I'm like, no, no, my name's Clinton. They're like, we don't have any documentation. I'm like, no, I swear this is me. I have to fight through that. Every single. every time you you renew your driver's license, you have to take it back and go. My name is not Anthony, ma'am. I'm sorry. You're gonna have to change this. You're gonna have to. I'm sorry, but that's not the case. Every time you're waiting for a table at a restaurant, Anthony, party of two. Anthony, party of two. But uh, in this scenario, I get a natty. I see Anthony Edwards play. You get to see Anthony Edwards lead us Carmelo Anthony style to two. a national championship. Uh, but Tom Crean is no longer the coach, and your name is Anthony. Or you never get to see Anthony Edwards play, but Tom Crean does take the program to two Final Fours, uh, and and <clears throat> pledges himself to never be the coach. But you get the hairline. Give me the natty. Give me people calling me Anthony. Give me whatever coach after that, Daniel. Give me. This man does not want this man does not want a head of hair. I he's, he he cares about his hair too. Much. I care he about. Just can't. I can't. He can't let it. I don't. And I also, you know, whatever you want to call me, whatever you want, go right ahead. Call me Susie. I don't really care. Uh, but if I get to see Anthony Edwards ball out to a legendary season this coming season, uh, and we got a trophy to put up there for all time, that is my choice, Daniel. I love it. I love it. I ain't playing. By the way, that's fantastic. That was the most involved question I've a, I've answered in quite a long time. There's a lot of a lot of thought, a lot of thought went into it. I'm glad you took it seriously. And I, it's a very serious. It's a very serious, very question. serious question. I'll be, you know, truth be told, I'm gonna do, I'm gonna chew on that a little bit more. That that one's gonna stick with me, Daniel. Yeah. No, you might need to come back and amend. I might have your to amend if you after some thought and prayer, some, some fasting, and some really? some teas and peas and yeah. fasting. Yeah, it's true. Uh, Daniel, right, you got it. You got any more? Well, I, I mean, you got another one. Uh, quickly, quickly, Daniel. All right, quickly. One more. One more. Quickly for the road. Kirby falls off a cliff and dies. Good, good lord, that one. 
Hit you. We went to we went to Aaron Hernandez quick on that one. We didn't even wait around. <laughs> no, we did not. We just said. Uh, Kirby goes okay. off the All cliff. Right, Anthony. Okay. <laughs> what what happens next? If that's the case, we win a natty in, in uh, college basketball this year. I'll take it. Um, he falls off a cliff. We open up our job search. We have a final three for head coaches. You must choose one of these three gentlemen to lead UGA. All right. Fantastic. There's no one else besides Fantastic. these three. Coach Orgeron. Herm Edwards. Or Jim Harbaugh. Oh. Twist. Twist. Uh, give me... Give me Harbaugh. Whoa. Give me Harbaugh. That is incredible. Yep. Well, that's with the caveat that there's a reasonable chance Herm Edwards might not be physically capable of coaching a a college football team in a couple of years, which means we would get to replace him. That's true. So maybe maybe you would go with Herm in that scenario. Yeah. Uh, but of those three men, Jim Harbaugh is the best coach. I agree. Sadly, there's, not, there's sadly, not a doubt. No. There's not a doubt in my mind. Of those three men, Jim Harbaugh is the best recruiter. Of those three men, Jim Harbaugh recruits Atlanta the best. Uh, so it just yeah, so happens me... that you would never be able to speak to him on any normal basis and want to hear from him outside of any context whatsoever. You know, you know what? I'll buy some khakis. <laughs> I don't, I'm not a. Also, Tom Crean, Jim Harbaugh's brother-in-law, so that might help Tom Crean stay at Georgia. Twist. Hello. Give me, give me Jim. Did not see that give coming. Me Jim. Uh, all right, we'll be back uh, all right. with more. We'll see how it goes. Yep. See we'll you guys be later. Back next Monday. All right. Talk to you guys later.